You're listening to Portrait Session on the Improve Photography Network. And now for the girl who intimidates Nick more than anybody else in the world, Erica Kaufman. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Portrait Session here on the Improved Photography Podcast. I'm Erica Kay, and today I'm joined by two people. Uh, Connor is here with me, as usual. Hey, Connor. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm awake and living. Well, that's, you know, better than the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yep. All right. And the second person who is with us today is Michael Sasser. Hey, Michael. How are you? Hey, you guys. How's it going? Good, good. So Michael is a, he's an owner of a boudoir studio called Boudoir by Sasser, which is a really popular boudoir company in Los Angeles. And he is a professional photographer. He's been shooting for about 10 years. He's also a professional videographer. He's been doing that for about six years. Um, And he has been shooting video all around the world for weddings and, and other things as well. And he has been really super successful in adding video to his business in the form of marketing and advertising and social media and all that good stuff. So we're sitting down today to talk with Michael about how he does this, why he does it, um, so that we can kind of think about some other ways to build up our businesses and to really reach people that we're not yet reaching. So Michael, welcome. We're super excited to have you here to talk about this subject a little bit. Um, So can you, other than what I said, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing with with this aspect of videography absolutely uh thanks for that uh intro um yeah i mean that's pretty much it i um i started shooting wedding films um about six years ago and just kind of used that tool to get me out in front of uh some other people who um who weren't using it to their advantage so i i kind of use it in a couple of different ways um the first way that i i used it was uh, when trying to build up referrals or make better connections with uh, other vendors, who I thought could could send me uh, could send me some clients, it was a tool that I had that very few other people had. It was a way to get me in the door beyond, um, you know, I could take some pictures, I could take some headshots for you. I think a lot of people. Um, you know, there are a lot of photographers, so that's something that I think people get offered a lot. So once I started saying, can I shoot like a short two-minute video for your business, um, that really opened a lot of doors. Uh, so that's the first way that I used it. Uh, the second way that's probably my, uh, well, I've got two favorites. Uh, one is doing client testimonials, video of client testimonials. Uh, I found to be uh, wildly more powerful than the alternative, which is which is written either on Yelp or on Google or on your own website. I find that uh, I looked up a stat, something like uh, it, it was crazy the amount um, people trust video testimonials over written ones because you know you're sitting at your computer or whatever, or maybe you send it into your photographer and you say, um, "Hey, this is what I said. If you want to edit anything, like feel free." You know they can tweak things, and so mm-hmm. um, being able to see the expressions yeah. on people's faces and uh, the tones in their voices, um, just I found allowed clients to connect with um, these people reviewing so much stronger um, and kind of give me an edge up that way. Um, I also use it for behind the scenes, um, either setting up a tripod and just filming myself or uh, coordinating with somebody to shoot some behind the scenes video and then I'll edit it. 
um, to music and things like that so people can actually see the experience, uh, which I found to be incredibly important in boudoir, but also I use for my wedding photography business, for my high school senior portrait business back when I did those. And then the last thing that's kind of a bonus um, is using it as an item to sell to clients. Um, This is something that I did with uh, engagement shoots, going out and taking engagement pictures, uh, and then in between I'd switch it to video mode and shoot a couple of video clips. Um, and then you'd be able to use that as an add-on. Or uh, what I do now for my for my video business, uh, for my boudoir business, um, sometimes a client will want uh, something out of the ordinary. And so we'll do a little video for them. So those are the main ways yeah, in which I, cool. uh, which I use it. That's awesome. So... so- Oh, go ahead, Connor. I have a question for you. In the context of having it be an add-on, um, what what is the amount of time of a video that you're typically giving, especially to a boudoir session? Is this something that's 30 seconds long, or is it a couple minutes? Or what does that look like? You know, it's anywhere between, if it's an add-on, it's usually a little over a minute. If, it's, um, if somebody's hired me for strictly and specifically, you know, boudoir video, then uh, they're like two to three minutes. Um, I shoot everything in slow motion, uh, which that in and of itself will elongate all of your clips um, and kind of take uh, what was 10 seconds and turn that into 25 seconds. Um, So you can really, uh, just by doing a couple of quick quick things, I think I've got a sample um, somewhere where from the first time I clicked record to the last time I clicked record was like six minutes and I put out a, um, a little over a minute video, super cool slow motion set to music. Um, she really loved it. So the time invested, you know, depending, it's exponential. The longer your video is, the more story you need, things like that. Um, but if you're, yeah. if your target goal is about a minute, uh, you can shoot, I mean, very easily uh, five to 10 minutes of video and just cut those, match those to the uh, audio clips and um and you'll be in great shape that's awesome very so the stuff that is not the add-on or the stuff that you're not doing for clients the stuff that you're doing more for yourself what are you doing with that is it just going on your website are you putting it on social media or what where is all of that all the videos going absolutely i found that honestly like people love to watch videos i don't know how much time you guys spend on youtube but i spend a lot of time on youtube that's kind of how i learn things that's how i i was just looking up uh, something about scooters last night and instead of typing in scooters into google i typed in scooters into youtube because people love to watch so i actually have yeah. a video section on my website so it says home portfolio videos nice. and on that videos it has client testimonials it's got me talking about my why for my business it's got um, just strictly behind the scenes teach uh, me teaching how to pose because I know that's a big, especially for boudoir, like I don't know how to pose, I'm not a model, like can you teach me? Um, and for, uh, I hear from a lot of people who feel like I'm not photogenic, um, you know, my fiance and I, like we love each other but we're awkward together and that's what we love about each other, like can you work with awkward couples? Um, <laughs> So, uh, so being able to show that you can, you know, that idea of show instead of tell. So I use it, um, on my website in that way. I've got client testimonials on my opening page. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel that's got, uh, seven or eight videos that rank super high for Los Angeles boudoir. And then also I posted my Instagram page and, uh, to Facebook and those get, you know, a lot of engagement, the Facebook videos, they autoplay instead of just having a photo, the, um, Instagram also auto plays. 
So, um, yeah, those are, um, that's kind of the, the different places that I inject mm-hmm. uh, video. And one of the, when we were kind of going back and forth in email, you were talking about why it's important to incorporate video. And you said one of the reasons why it's important is because it helps you book more. Is that because people see it on social media and they contact you that way? Or how is that helping you book more clients? Um, I would say in conversion rates. So at least for me, very uh, I found it to be better with conversion rates. The number of people that say I was nervous and then I saw your video and it like gave me a lot of belief that I could do this or, um, you know, I, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the most, the most common one. It's for me, it's about, uh, building trust and building confidence in the client. Um, yeah. So when they're clicking on a whole bunch of different websites and they land on the one where they see the person photographing or they land on the one where three or four different people are telling you like, wow, this person was incredible. This is my experience. I'm glowing, you know, that sort of thing. The likelihood that you're going to get that email instead of the next person who only has pictures and they're about me section, I think is very, very high. So for me, um, and it's, and it's a trickle effect, right? Like what is the value of written reviews? You say, you know, get a bunch of written reviews when somebody filters onto your website, maybe they see it on something on the knot, Maybe they, um, maybe a friend tells you about them and then they go check it out. Maybe any number of things. Maybe when they're scrolling through Yelp for a photographer, they see a bunch of those. So booking more is, um, is sort of the rounded, um, build up. It's the snowball effect that comes from, from having those more so than I would say. I mean, um, I know a lot of wedding videographers that push Facebook ads, uh, of their videos, so they're popping up and, and women who are engaged, um, being able to see a video directly instead of having to wait for them to search for one, get out in front of it. Yeah. Those are ways to really uh, use it too. I mean, I think it's pretty limitless. I I personally um, have only done a little bit of that Facebook advertising specifically with video, but as far as organic search and people clicking like and watching it till the end and becoming uh, engaged and invested is super high. So are you finding that your clients are seeing these more on your actual website after having found you? Or is this stuff where you'll just post it on social media without boosting it and then they find it and follow through to your website? Um, I would say most of mine is uh, after they've arrived at my website. Gotcha. Um, And that's... uh, yeah, so I would say for me, uh, for me personally, it's mostly after they've um, after they've done that. For for my advertising, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of Yelp advertising, and yeah. um, and after they click on my website, you know, they see the videos. That's that's one of the things that stands out. The other thing um, that I do uh, when I do Facebook ads, I'll send them to a landing page, a specific landing page that has the very first thing is. A video, something like that. Mm. Um, sometimes, oh. sometimes when people are scrolling through Facebook, and it'll depend. Um, but on occasion, I found that because uh, people are scrolling and they're at the uh, they're at the coffee shop or something, they may not want to watch a two minute video. They may just want to see a picture and kind of go to the website and save it mm-hmm. and come check it later. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on um, you know, and you can target those towards desktop users or anything like that. I mean. You and I know the the power of that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would say that uh, for video specifically, um, 
what I've done uh, is I have a course that teaches boudoir video and I ran a video ad for that towards photographers and that was extremely um, extremely incredible in the uh, in the engagement that it got um, you know sort of uh, boudoir photographers looking for a boudoir course seeing something that they're interested in whereas if somebody's not looking for boudoir doing it on um, you know targeting it to Facebook um, yeah. it may not be as it may not trigger in them as much that this is specifically for me so fair enough um, yeah I think it I think it depends I think there's a bunch of different ways that you can go about it um, but I found the uh, that videos page of mine the number of people that write me back and say like this was maybe not necessarily the deciding factor but uh, this made you stand out yeah, for sure. So when when you put the client testimonials in video form on your website, when you when you record those videos, are you doing it like immediately after their shoot? Or are you having them come come back in on another day and do it? Or how does that process work? Uh, I've done both. Um, when I first started, I was I was doing um, I would call them up. Uh, you know, I decided I want to do video testimonials. So I messaged my favorite clients and I said, would you be willing to do this? They said, absolutely. So I went to their house or they came back over, whatever it was, and we did it then. Um, I found that the likelihood of them saying yes to a video testimonial right after their shoot is A, a lot higher. They're already there. They don't have to change their plans or anything. And B, they're on a high from their shoot. So if you want to really get, you know, for sales, for anything, the best time to ask for a yes is when they're emotionally when they're emotionally high and at the same time yeah at the same time for the content they're they're going to be giving you three to four weeks after their shoot um is going to be different than them being on their high directly after for sure um so uh, i would say i've got like four or five on my Website and I would say all but one were directly after the shoot. So they're like, it's fresh in their mind. They're talking about exactly what happened. Um, the emotions are high from when, uh, you know, walking in earlier that day and being terrified to being on the other side of it and feeling amazing. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely when I do it. I know that's, you know, schedules, but honestly, um, the biggest thing is, you know, there's a best way to do this. Maybe there's not even a best way to do this, but the but the way you kind of have to do it is is you have to ask. I think a lot of people say like, "Oh, well, I shot that client 4 months ago or they probably wouldn't want to do it. I'm not going to email them." Mm-hmm. Really, if you yeah. if you want if you want to do this, all you have to do is ask. Like you'd be surprised people love to be a part of something they love to be the reason you know the same way you get referrals like i'd love to get a video of you talking about your experience my experience was amazing i'd love to do that you know even if it's four or six months ago um you know don't let something like that you know i don't have a shoot coming up for the next month or my wedding season doesn't start until whatever it is like just you know you know just just email some people and and go make it happen yeah i think that's a great idea Okay, so kind of changing gears a little bit. When people are putting together their plans for creating a marketing video, so not really the testimonial video, but some of those other videos you're talking about, what do you think are the most important key elements that people should be including in these videos? Um, that's a super good question. Um, I would say, uh, well, 
one thing that's very powerful in, uh, you know, the most common kind of form of let's take a wedding photographer, for instance. The most common uh, marketing video that you would probably see is some behind the scenes of the photographer working with the bride and groom on wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. being able to have the client imagine themselves in, in your experience, I would say that's a super important uh that one's really, really important when they say, like, um, oh, they're laughing, like, he's giving the bride and groom hugs. Um, you know, wow, they look like really good friends. The bride and groom look really comfortable. Okay, that's that's what I want my experience to be like. That's the kind of photographer that I want to have. So that's the very first one. The second one is a client testimonial. Hearing somebody rave about you in the way that you can't brag about you. You know, you can't say, well, I really am the best in you know, whatever state I'm in. (laughs) But when somebody else says it, oh my God, they were the best. You know, we searched for days and weeks and months and they were the absolute best. You know, it's, it's okay for them to say that. So that's the, um, so that's the second one. And I would say, uh, the third one is, uh, emotion will always be more important than like image quality or, um, or the effects that you use or the or the crazy equipment that you used um i know a lot of people you know photographers know this um that a picture that's really beautiful but lacks emotion won't draw people in as much as a picture that's got incredible emotion but is slightly out of focus or is a little bit darker grainy or is you know whatever it is you know the emotion is really so if you can if you can put something together that really um, that really connects with them emotionally. Uh, that'll be a huge, a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also, you know, people are going to be working with you specifically. So to be able to talk a little bit about your why, you know, what, why are you doing this? Why are you here in the first place? What does it mean to you? You know, and find something. I was listening to uh, Simon Sinek, the the find your why start with why oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great and yeah. uh the one that clicked with me i mean i've watched it before and it and it was like okay it makes sense but i don't really resonate with it it was uh he said find people who believe what you believe right mm-hmm. so um even if even if it's like what's my why well i know that i like doing this i know that weddings are important to me i know that i love shooting portraits but um you know but what do you what do you believe in about portraiture? What do you believe in about weddings that they believe in too? Um, so doing something in that way to speak a little bit towards that. Um, well, again, it's all about connection. It's about trust. It's about building connections, about building trust, it's about building motion, you know, and however you want to do that, you know, there's a million different ways to do that. But yeah. I would say that those are the, yeah. those are the most important things. Yeah. And I feel like it so, would be, this is a really great way to really, advertise to your target client because if you you can do it with your photos and stuff but if you have a video that's really you know representative of who you are as a photographer and who you want to work with the types of people you want to work with I think that would be so much more successful in in building up your clientele in that specific genre or demographic or you know type of person Um, so I think that that would be really helpful as well absolutely yeah absolutely so in in these marketing videos are are you also including still images that you're taking in, in those moments that you're showing like when you're on the shoot is it 
happy laughter and then showing the photo that comes after that? Or is this more just about um, showing the experience of the shoot itself? Uh, that's a super good question. The biggest, the biggest questions that I get about video is you know what is the right way to do this do i include photos do i not include photos is it one minute is it 45 seconds is it uh outside is it you talking is it them talking and the truth is is that there's really no one way to do it i've done videos where um where it shows the behind the scenes and then immediately after it shows the photo and then it goes back to more behind the scenes and then it shows the photo what i've started to do now is show mostly the experience um and then flash like four or five six photos at the very end yeah um so that it doesn't break your sort of uh sometimes if you put photos in it can sort of be a little bit jarring and this like things were moving and now they're not moving and so um so you can do it that way um another thing that i really love to do is really get them emotionally can you know use the video to get them emotionally uh invested and then let them scroll through your photos. If they're on your website, yeah. if they're wherever they are, if the video connected to them enough, like they're going to want to see your work. Don't feel like you have to you have to push that in their face. You have to throw that at them. Um, I think that if your video is um, is good enough, if if they watched it and they said this is somebody that I could imagine at my wedding, this is somebody that I could imagine taking my boudoir photos they're gonna you know they're gonna want to do more research i mean um and so uh so that's the way that i do it now so i do mostly experience and then at the end i show i show the photos from what it was yeah um but again you know there's a bunch of different ways to do that if your goal is really to show like look i direct this way and this is the picture that results from it then i would absolutely do video photo video photo video photo if that's your goal if your goal is um some romantic story about why you got started i would absolutely do video 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 if uh you know so it depends on it depends on what your goals are yeah so so from the sounds but it's really important to have an idea of not just i want to make promotional material but having an idea of specifically what you're going into before shooting absolutely and the best way you can you can get that started is you just have to ask yourself what do i want my clients to either feel or do when they finish watching this video you know when they're done what do you want to go through their head is it um i can't wait to see their pictures is it if it's if it's i want to book this person you have to be more specific than that that's too broad you know you need something like um you know that's how i imagined my wedding would be it has to be um at first i thought i didn't know how to pose and now it looks like that doesn't matter um it could be um you know i never thought that photographers cared so much about wedding photography it could be you know whatever it is you know you kind of pick what you want them to feel at the end and then you can sort of ask leading questions to your clients for your interviews that way you can prepare your own responses in that way the video clips that you choose to show can either um you know push one way or the other Um, but that's a really good way to kind of work backwards yeah so so just completely reverse engineering it 
That, that's totally awesome. So, Michael, how, how would people go about getting started in doing this? I mean, obviously, video is important, but um, is there anything special equipment-wise that they might need that uh, people might not already have? Uh, yeah, you know, w one of the nice things is that uh, with modern technology, like, a lot of it overlaps. You know, most people, most photographers already have digital SLRs that shoot video and honestly shoot really amazing video. Most photographers already have tripods. Yeah. The thing that uh, most photographers don't have yet is a microphone. And I know that audio is really, really, really scary. And really, really, <laughs> <Yes>. really important. <laughs> and really, really, really important. Absolutely. Um, I think, and honestly, I think audio is, well, it is. It's one of the main things that separates um, photo from video and a good video from a bad video. Exactly. Um, you know, when you watch, when a lot of people watch wedding films, when they do the cuts where you can't hear anybody talking, I'm way less likely to uh, to get some tears coming out. But if I have a video that's, um, you know, an average video, but you can really hear the emotion in the couple's words, like, I'm way more likely to, to just, um, uh, you know, to have that video hit me so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so that's super important. So definitely don't discount if you're doing behind the scenes videos or something, don't discount, you know, you say like, well, I, you know, I don't love talking on camera or I don't own a microphone yet. So, um, you know, actually I did, I did one behind the scenes video for a photographer where he was so nervous in recording his own, uh, audio. We were doing it out after the shoot and I was like, well, tell me, you know, about your business. Tell me why you know, why'd you get started? Why are, you know, tell me about this and tell me about that. And he was rushing. He was so nervous. Poor guy. And he ended up, he ended up going home and I made a cut for him. And he said, I just, I almost don't recognize myself. Let me record and I'll, and I'll send you something. So he recorded on his MacBook laptop microphone no. and uh. he, he sent that over. And honestly, it, the audio quality wasn't as good, but he was speaking slowly and with confidence and calm and he was comfortable. And that's what we ended up using. Even though the quality was not quite as good, his comfort level was so much higher. Again, you know, we see this with, with photography when your comfort level is high. You know, you can't change that expression. And in the same way, you can't change the tonality of what somebody's speaking. So, mm -hmm. um, so just we kind of got off topic there, but just audio <laughs> is super important. Um, so, and microphones are, you know, you can spend like $10,000 on a microphone. Um, but the one that I use, I just went to Texas. Uh, my sister had twins. And oh. so I met the twins for the first time. And, uh, the microphone that I took down there was a $60, uh, road video micro, uh, is what it's called. And at $60, it goes right on the top of your camera. And that's what I used the whole weekend. Um, yeah. and it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. And so you don't have to spend even $100 to get started on that. $60 um, will uh, will 10 times improve the audio coming out of your camera. So know that um, you know you don't need a whole bunch of different fancy gear. You know, you see Hollywood films and everybody's got the car, you know, driving in the car with the machine that's holding the camera off the front of the car. Like you don't need any of that. Um, I think that all you need is a stable camera you got your tripod um so that's the first thing uh you need good light which if you're a photographer hopefully <laughs> you uh you know how to get some good light and you need um you know decent audio 
And those are those are kind of the those are Mike's three steps to being a professional photographer. I think if you can do those three things or a professional videographer, if you can do do those three things, like you can get hired, you can create content that people are gonna want to watch. Um so as far as equipment, I mean uh you know, editing, you're gonna need some sort of software. Most Macs come with iMovie, which is what I started on. Um, you know, there's Premiere and there's Final Cut. I do everything on Final Cut. Um, I spent $300 on it six years ago, and it was a one-time cost, and um, and I still I used it yesterday. I use it every day. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's good. And and I think the two things that are most intimidating, the two things that stop photographers from shooting video are audio and editing yeah mm-hmm. i'd agree with that and uh the two things that i want to say about that is uh is that audio uh you know you get a decent microphone 60 dollars, and you learn to have your levels you know when somebody speaks um it's not too quiet and it's not too loud which is honestly not that hard to do you can learn that in about three or four minutes um, that's all you need to, that's not all you need to know about audio, but that's all you need to get started. That'll be, that's 80, 85% of your audio. So you don't have to be worried about that. You get an okay mic, you learn how to set your audio levels, you're done. Okay, so audio is done. We don't need to be scared about that anymore. <laughs> Editing. Uh, for anybody who uses Photoshop knows that they probably only know 20% of Photoshop. Guess what? As a professional photographer, you really only need to know about 10% of Photoshop. That's true. So you don't have to overwhelm yourself with all the different crazy things that it can do because all you really need to know are curves, uh, you know, a little bit of retouching, um, some spot removal, and uh, some skin smoothing maybe, and you're done. I mean, that's really all that I use in Photoshop anymore. So with video, it's the same thing. You don't need to know how to put on crazy effects and wild transitions and super crazy color. All you need to know is how to select your clips that you're gonna use, uh, put them in the timeline, and match them to music. And so those three things take about 15 to 20 minutes to learn. Um, and once you take out all the 90% of stuff that you don't need to know, um, it becomes very easy to get started. That's good advice That's because I feel like people, yeah, people look at this type of stuff or, you know, read about it and think there's no way I can do this. You know, I'm still trying to perfect my photography. So just hearing that, you know, you, you only need the basics is probably really reassuring for a lot of people. Absolutely. I think uh, I follow this uh, this guy, Casey Neistat, who a lot of people know. And uh, he's a daily daily video blogger. And a lot of people ask him, what editing software do you use? What camera do you use? What this and that? And he says, uh, he says, editing software. He says, Citizen Kane was edited with scissors and tape. <laughs> <laughs> he says, the greatest movie of all time was edited with scissors and tape with film. And if they can do that, you know, it doesn't matter what video editing software you're using. It doesn't matter how many effects or how many, you know, tricks or tips that you know. All you need to know is putting the clip, you know, just putting it where it, where it belongs. Um, and I think that's, that's really true. And people kind of overwhelm themselves with, 
uh, all the things that they don't need, which prevents them from getting started on the things that are going to help them book more clients that are going to set them apart um, because of the little extra time that it might take to learn it, which is amazing because if you look at the sea of photographers and you say all these people are too scared to try it, um, that's an amazing opportunity for you to get in and set yourself apart. Absolutely. That's good advice. <laughs> All right, so we have some listener questions. Um, I posted in the Facebook, in our Improved Photography Facebook group the other day, telling people that we were going to chat with you and asking for questions. And we had a few people uh, give us some pretty good questions. So our first question came from Peter Foote. He's asking how you go about grabbing your audience within the first three to five seconds and then continuing to keep them engaged. As we all know, people today have a very short you know, attention span. So how do you really, you know, engage them and and wrap them up so that they continue watching this video that is, you know, a minute or more longer? Uh, That's a, that's a super good question because people's attention spans are really short. And uh, so you need something dramatic. And uh, if we take a couple of different examples, first of all, Facebook video auto plays. So you want your very first thing when they're scrolling to be something really beautiful, really eye catchy. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, and it auto plays with the sound off. So it doesn't really matter that you ha- that you're talking or that there's audio at the beginning. What you really want is to draw them in with something visually appealing. So whatever that is for your business, it could be. Uh, a bride and groom it could be a slow motion shot of a of a senior it could be a gorgeous landscape it could be uh you know kind of whatever that is so that's so that's the first thing for uh i'll give you an example uh when i put together my ad to teach my video course um i did about three or four different versions of the video and i found that that was the biggest that was my biggest problem is that people weren't stopping to watch it at the beginning so Instead of trying to put my best clips kind of towards the end when I was talking about, you know, go to the website and see what you'll be able to do, I put those at the very beginning, and that really locked people in. So the very best clips uh, visually at the beginning. So that's how to grab your audience in the first three to five seconds. Um, I know another photographer, and he puts his portfolio, he does a bunch of flashes of his very best images right at the front. So when photographers are scrolling... Instead of seeing a guy talking, they see these amazing images, and they say, "My like who, like do I follow this person? Do I know this person? Like who is this person?" And then all of a sudden, they can find out that you know they can learn how to shoot the same way. Um, in this case, you know, for your clients, you want to put something in that's visually really grabs them. Sure. Um, then to keep them interested, uh, another huge tip is that if you are if you do have people talking, that you put the captions in. Uh, because mm-hmm. I know, for me at least, uh, since they autoplay without volume, I watch most of my Facebook videos without the volume turned on. I'll yeah. just read it. Yeah. I'll just read it. I do the same thing. So, about doing that? So you can do it two ways. Um, I personally do it um, on the video. So I put the subtitles at the bottom embedded in the video so that even if they're playing it with the sound on they still see the words yeah um that's how i guarantee that they're seen another way uh on facebook or on youtube you can go to the captioning and you can type in you know what you're saying and when and uh so it'll only show up if the video's muted Hmm. 
so those are the two ways to do it but um yeah the three of us we all watch the videos without our audio on so uh so that's a second super huge super super huge thing um and then to keep them interested i mean it's really just um it has to do with uh the quality you know the quality of your content the story that you're telling the if you've targeted properly you know if your followers are you know those sort of things i wouldn't say there's any any one one thing that keeps them interested um but if you can get them hooked if you can if you can build their trust enough to get them to watch for another 30 seconds um then you're in you know then you're in pretty good shape use that next 30 seconds to keep them engaged Mm -hmm. um for the final 30 seconds or however long your your video is going to be but I, i would say those are the those are two big ones like absolutely grab your audience like visually appealing uh i'm sure the make sure you've got the pool kind of comes into play there too absolutely awesome all right steven smith he asks what length seems to work best and then how much editing do you do to cut down to that length everybody knows how much time a hollywood production invests in getting a good 10 seconds of film but those stats aren't as often discussed in advertising uh, that's a super good. Uh, that's a super good question. And the what length seems to work best is, um, you know, uh, another videographer said this once because it's uh, wedding videos can be three minutes, they can be seven minutes, they can be two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, what video works best? It's it's really how long it takes you to tell your story. And he says uh, your favorite movie you've ever watched. You don't know how long that video is. Right. You wouldn't say, oh, yeah, an hour and 40 minutes. I like movies that are an hour and 40 minutes long, way better than two hour movies. You just, you know, because of the story and because of how it was shot and you're invested in all of those things, however long the story gets told. So uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, It's way different when you're talking about anything under three minutes. I pretty much max out uh, it at three minutes. I think three minutes is the most amount of time that I want to ask somebody to watch my video for before they click on something and go get more information mm-hmm. sometimes 30 seconds if you ever watched a commercial companies can buy commercials at 30 seconds companies can buy commercials at one minute mm-hmm. companies can buy commercials at two minutes and when you ask them what works best for them they would say it depends on our goals i know it's a terrible answer i hate the <laughs> it depends answer um but uh, pretty much if it's just, I would say, um, if you're posting it up to just your Instagram, if it's just something, um, you know, or to your Facebook, to your current followers, or maybe you're trying to get somebody to check out more, maybe they've been following you for a long time, but aren't hundred percent sure that they want to book, you know, a couple of 45 second to one minute videos can go a super, super, super long way. Yeah. I, um, I think I agree with that. Not that I really know what I'm talking about, but my personal <laughs> opinion, if I'm on Facebook and I, and I see a video that looks cool at the beginning and then I click on it and then it says it's going to be, you know, six minutes long or something, I usually close out of it right away. I am much more likely to stick with videos that are like 30 seconds to three minutes. Anything over that, I'm like, I just don't have time for this. Moving on. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, uh, you know, if you're doing something as like a, um, you know, a promo video for you or your company, I'd say like definitely under four minutes. Um, if it's really, really, really good, I mean, really, really good, you can keep people's attention spans for longer. But most of most of the content uh, that I do is under, it's under three minutes. I try and get my client testimonials to be under three minutes. I try and get... Uh, my behind the scenes videos to be under three minutes you know that's really 
That's my goal. So the second question is, how much time do you invest? You know, when Hollywood productions uh, mm-hmm. invest all their time into getting a good ten seconds of film. Uh, well, here's, uh, I would say, another roadblock that people do is, well, Hollywood takes a giant production team. I guess I won't be able to do that. And the first thing is, is you're not competing against Pirates of the Caribbean. You're competing against your other photographers in your town. Okay, so when somebody clicks on the video to your webpage, they're not going to be expecting to see a Hollywood film. Um, so that's the first thing is not to say expectations are really low, but it, but absolutely people are used to seeing videos people are taking on their iPhones. and um, Which, by the way, I've got iPhone content that I've shot that looks amazing uh you can totally use that as an option it's got built-in stabilization you know like it's it's a pretty decent um it's a pretty decent if you've got a friend that doesn't know anything about cameras but you need some behind the scenes have them come out and just be like be super stable and get behind the scenes footage of me and shoot horizontal that's the other big one um yeah so um you know like i said if you see light really well uh, they are preset color. You know, Lightroom's got presets. Final Cut's got presets for color. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can throw one of those on there that makes it a little, look a little artistic, and you're in you're in pretty good shape. I mean, if you've got a stable camera, good light, and good audio, like you're really um, the amount of time invested. Like I said, I've shot for six minutes and produced a one minute video. I've shot. Um, you know, sometimes I shoot for three hours and produce a two and a half minute video. It just really, um, but I would say this, the more story that you're putting in it instead of just clips of things happening, the longer it'll take to create that video. Yeah. If you're just, yeah, if you're just like going out and shooting some behind the scenes and you set up the tripod and you're taking some pictures and you get the tripod close and far away and things like that, or you have a friend hold a camera, anything like that, when you're going into edit, if there's no spoken words, It'll be so, 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 so quick. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're overlaying uh, clips that match with what you're That's talking great. about, that, oh, and you're yeah. bringing the volume down on the music to make way for your the things that you're saying, and then you bring the volume back up, you know, that takes more time. But I would say, I mean, even when I was doing wedding films, uh, doing a four-minute highlight, it was taking me about five hours total. Mm-hmm. So nothing crazy, but, you know, it's not... Um, and my very first wedding film took me like 10 hours, <laughs> 12 <laughs> hours, right? But my fourth wedding film took me five hours. Right. And so that's kind of your time invested also has to do with the with the amount of times that you've done it, just like anything else. Exactly. Just like photography. Yeah. All right. Our last listener question comes from Aaron Taylor, and we've briefly touched on this question. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this, but... What tips do you have for someone who works alone or with somebody that doesn't have an assistant? He says he wants to incorporate video, especially behind the scenes footage, but without an assistant, he feels overwhelmed. Uh, that's a um, that's a super good question. Um, you know, it's tough for a photographer to do everything all themselves, especially if uh, you know I I feel more comfortable setting up tripods and running around, leaving it running, and going to do my thing because I've. I've shot for longer and I, I'm more comfortable with the camera. So uh, the first thing is um, my, you know, the very first videos that I did before I knew anything about video 
was asking people who I knew shot a little bit of video to just come out and and film a little bit. If you're um, there's a bunch of different Facebook groups. Uh, if if you want to post and say, hey, I'm you know I want to put together a video for my website, I'll shoot some behind the scenes video of you. If you shoot some behind the scenes video of me, um, I would say idea. that <clears throat> yeah, I mean people are people are interested. Uh, everybody knows like you know students have their you know they're filming in student uh, student classes and they need to you know they need to get content they need to practice mm-hmm. the chance to work with an actual business would be really really exciting for them um, so there are a bunch of different ways that you can get that you can get footage for super 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 low cost or nothing at all um, and I know that for me the you know the editing part is a little bit more time consuming so when a friend you know somebody that i know is like hey will you come out and get some behind the scenes footage and i say it's just it's just shooting like i'll take two hours of my time and ask them to buy me lunch and i'll just go out and um you know and spend the afternoon getting some footage for them so if you've got somebody like that um you know nobody wants to do that thing where they ask somebody to work for free but um (laughs) You know, if you can offer them something in return, right. trade or um, a trade or barter, I'll get some photos of uh, of your company. I'll um, you know, I'll take some pictures for your kids. Uh, you know, whatever it is, there's there's a lot that you can do. Um, so, let's say I just want to read this. What tips do you have for someone who works alone, no assistant, want to incorporate video, but without an assistant, I feel overwhelmed. So that's the first thing. If you feel overwhelmed, I, I would do two things. The first thing is I would ask I would ask around, see if you can get somebody else to come out and do it. Even if it's not very good, um, you still have the experience of somebody, you know, shooting some behind the scenes film of you. Maybe you can grab a couple clips for a 15 set, even 15 seconds on Instagram would be worth it. The second thing is go out and shoot video yourself. I would say the best way to feel less overwhelmed is to understand whatever it is that you're doing. So if you've never shot video before and you want your very first videos to be of yourself while you're shooting a client, I'd say that that does sound overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. So I would say just, um, you know, set up some mini projects, go film your kids run around, go, um, you know, my very first video projects ever were of a friend's birthday party I just took a camera to my friend's birthday party and got some got some footage of people laughing and playing uh, bag toss and things like that. Um, and then I went to Austin for the weekend to hang out with my sister and I filmed some stuff at wh- where we were tailgating. I mean, they don't have to be the you know the end all be all photos. Just like you would set up a test photo shoot to try something new, do that for video, kind of get used to it. And then after that, you'll feel way way less overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're setting up a tripod or something because you'll be familiar with it. Yeah, yeah I, that is really good advice because I know, I don't think there are very many people, you know, in our listeners that do a lot of video. So I think that's really good advice, especially for our listeners because many of them don't have a lot of experience with it. So just get yourself comfortable with video itself before you try to, you know, record yourself. That's right. And the funniest thing about it is, uh, when most photographers ask me questions about video, I kind of, you can pretty much answer any question with, um, what would you do if someone was asking you the same question about photography? So 
I'd like to do this, but I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what would you tell a photographer who says they'd like to shoot X, but they feel overwhelmed? You'd say, go on, practice it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's really the answer. And so people think that video and photo are these totally different beasts. And the answer is um, that they're very similar. The idea of how long is a video supposed to be? Well, how many photos are you supposed to give your client? Well, depends on the shoot. It depends on um, are you doing digitals or prints, or it depends on um, what your sales goals are, things like that. Can I shoot in my own place? Could you shoot photos in your own place? If the answer is yes, then the answer for video is yes. Right. Am I allowed to you know, use this kind of song? Well, if you're doing a slideshow, could you use that kind of song? Yes, okay, then you can use it for video. So the answer is really, um, you know, ask yourself the same question for photography, and like ninety percent of the time, the answer is going to be the same for video as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This was super interesting, and I think a lot of people are going to find some value in this because it's something that we've not talked about before on the show, and it's something that I don't think many of our listeners have really thought much about. So I think that this is going to be pretty well received for them. Um, before we go, I would like for you to take a minute to talk a little bit about the course that you mentioned a couple of times, the, the boudoir video course. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Uh, yeah, I, um, I found that, uh, you know, video was, was helping me out a lot. And so I wanted to create something that would be easy. I mean, like really, really easy for people to get started. You know, this idea of being overwhelmed, I wanted to do the, um, learn how to edit a video in 15 minutes. I wanted to like steps on how to get uh, your camera stable even when you don't have a tripod or something handy. There's a bunch of tips and tricks that you can do. Um, And because people don't know what they're supposed to um, or how to record audio, anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I put together this whole course that's aimed at boudoir photographers. Um, But about 80% of the course could be used for any kind of photography. and yeah, so that's up uh, available on my website, and it really is it really is killer. It's like two and a half hours of video, um, where you can actually watch me shoot and watch me scroll through camera uh, audio levels, and watch me um, keep my camera stable, watch me direct people, watch me ask uh, leading questions about, um, and you watch me edit. Um, you know, I kind of go through. I do a screen capture of all the editing that I do and teach you how to do that in. You know, have cool. your first video out in less than thirty minutes. So, um, so that's in my website, uh, sasserstillsboudoir.com, and there's a little for photographers tab there. But, um, but really, it's been—I mean, it's been incredible. The response, people putting out videos and um, and client testimonials, and they really are just just loving it. So, um, so I highly recommend that to anybody who's. You know, feels like they want to get into it, but they don't want to sift through a million YouTube videos that are super long or unhelpful or from 10 years ago. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, to kind of get started. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Well, Michael, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. Um, Connor, as always, it was <laughs> great talking to you. Thank you of guys course. so much. And we'll talk thank to you. you in another few weeks. Bye-bye. Right. Take care. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned.